The Multi-Orgasmic Millionaire with Tilly Storm is the only sex podcast for high-achieving leaders wanting to experience the best sex and epic relationships of their lives without dragging their partner to therapy, blaming in on their hormones, or trying things in the bedroom that don't feel authentic. I'm your host today, Tilly Storm, top 20 sex coach in the world. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the third and final part of the Conscious Couple series. Today, I am going to be sharing with you five steps to thrive despite mismatched sexual desires or libido, because this is the number one problem that couples have in relationship is that someone wants more sex than the other. So what the heck do you do? Well, today I have got five ways for you that I help my clients achieve satisfaction in their sexual relationship, even when this seems insolvable. And I am here to tell you that it is, it's absolutely solvable to find satisfaction in a relationship, even if you are in libido limbo. The first way that I help clients to achieve satisfaction and to thrive in their relationship, even though someone wants it more than the other, is to first understand the difference between responsive desire and spontaneous desire and to get an education in how women's bodies work work to experience pleasure and desire and libido at all. Hmm. This is a big one. If you don't understand these things, then men, guys out there listening, I want you to go take a look at my how to sexually please a woman training. This is a very short and sweet and easy to consume online course that you can purchase. And it goes over all of the things about women's bodies, women's desires, women's libido and how to meet your woman where she is at because women's desire and libido is very misunderstood in society because we don't have a lot of research. We don't have a lot of science. There have only been two significant scientific studies that have very questionable moral backgrounds in them after diving in and you know, learning about why those studies were ever conducted. It's kind of sick, actually. Anyway, moving on. So the point is, is that we do have two, uh, only two scientific studies on women's sexuality that are really comprehensive. And this is not much. (laughs) It's not much at all. And it's very difficult to study women's sexuality because of the cyclical nature of our bodies and our hormone fluctuations and changes. And because we have a menstrual cycle, it's hard to study because every day the hormonal components of our body are different. All right. Now, if you want to thrive in relationship with a partner who either has lower or higher desire than you, then you got to understand the difference between responsive and spontaneous desire. This comes from the work of Emily Nagowski. And what she really defines is that some people, they don't need a lot to be turned on. They are spontaneously turned on. They experience sexual desire in a very spontaneous way. And then there are people who only experience sexual desire when in response to their environment, something is there to turn them on. So something has to actively be turning them on. They're not going to just all of a sudden feel horny. 
out of the blue. It's going to be very rare for someone with responsive desire for that to be the case, because there's going to be some sort of active mental stimulation, emotional connection, or physical touching involved for them to have the desire to move forward with a sexual experience in the first place. But someone with a spontaneous desire is just like zero to 60 real quick. You don't need something in the environment to make you want to move forward with a sexual experience. It's just kind of there and it it comes on you and it's like, oh, I feel horny right now. I want to have sex with someone. I want to have sex with my partner. Okay, let me go tell them. (laughs) Let me go get them, right? That's more of a spontaneous desire person, but a responsive desire person often needs a lot more coddling and a lot more intentional, um, intentional touch and turn on throughout the day to create desire within them for a sexual experience. And one, one is not better than the other. And I think this is where a lot of couples can get very tripped up is that sometimes people can think that spontaneous desire is better, or it's just easier to deal with. Uh, and in one way, it it's probably is easier to deal with if the other person is spontaneous desire. But that doesn't mean it's better then or that there's something wrong with you if you're responsive desire. It just means that you approach sexuality in a different way. If you want to read more about that, then I want to encourage you to get the book Come As You Are by Emily Nagowski because she talks in great detail about these things. And because more women are responsive desire than men. Mormon are spontaneous desire. Uh, it's important for you guys out there to really understand and for women to, uh, to understand this about yourself. So you're not comparing your body, uh, to more, mostly men and that you're not compare that you're not making conclusions about your sexuality or your body that aren't even true because a lot of women will think, well, there must be something wrong with me or why aren't I like every other person out there? And there might not be anything wrong with you, but because you don't have this understanding and this education of how sexuality and desire works, then you end up thinking that there is something wrong with you. So if you don't understand this concept, please go get the book. You can probably check it out from your library for free. Okay. The second step in helping couples thrive who experience mismatched libido is to understand each other's erotic language. I've gone over this many times on the podcast. It's also in my five days to epic sex and pleasure training for high achieving women. It's the day four in that five series podcast. Um, You can download that at the link in the show notes, because that is one of like, if I could just boil down every podcast episode, Uh, on this podcast into five that I wanted you to listen to more than anything, that training would be it. And in that training, you have um, the love languages of your sex life, where I talk about how to know what you want and like sexually via the erotic languages. So knowing and understanding your own erotic language and your partner's erotic language really helps you to resolve mismatched libido issues because sometimes the person who is deemed as the lower desire partner is deemed the lower desire partner because the type of sex that the higher desire partner is providing and the type of turn on that the higher desire partner is providing is not what actually creates turn on and a desire for sexual connection for the lower desire partner. And when you can begin to learn and approach 
the lower desire partner through the lens of their erotic language, they will be more likely to be responsive to turn on. And understanding this, uh, this about each other and having the language to describe different wants and needs sexually is just so valuable because it gives you a way and a framework to talk about it in a way that's tangible and that makes sense. The third way to thrive despite mismatched libidos is for both of you, and this is going to sound kind of silly at first, but for both of you to create an intentional self-pleasure practice. Well, why would you say both of you need it? Okay. The higher desire partner needs an intentional self-pleasure practice because you need to take the pressure and the edge off of your lower desire partner. It can be extremely stressful in a long-term relationship to feel that a lower desire partner has to meet all of the higher desire partner's sexual needs. It can often tend to go into people-pleasing tendencies. It can often mean that they disregard their body's no, that they just have sex out of obligation or duty or because it gets you off their back. So making sure that you can take responsibility for your own pleasure without putting your partner, making your partner responsible for every single one of your sexual needs is so valuable. Having been the higher desire partner in every relationship I've been in, I am so grateful for the intentional self-pleasure practice that I have because it allows me to take responsibility for my pleasure and not make my pleasure Uh, my partner's problem, to not make my high desire his problem. So having that personal empowerment of like, okay, I know how to give pleasure to myself in a way that feels good and sacred and whole that doesn't take away from my relationship, but actually just adds to it. It's a beautiful gift to give to a lower desire partner. And the opposite is true as well for the lower desire partner to start an intentional self-pleasure practice to help increase their desire to resolve any issues, uh, any blocks or obstacles that may be in the way of them experiencing the fullness of their eroticism, the fullness of their lust, the fullness of their sexual desire, because a lot of low desire individuals Uh, The reason that they are experiencing low desire and low energies, low sexual energy is because they are repressed and shut down. There's some part of the sexuality that doesn't feel safe to, it, it doesn't feel safe in their body to experience this level of desire because of negative conditioning from maybe religion or society or from any, uh, traumatic sexual experiences or abuses. Maybe, you know, there's so many examples that I could give around this, but, People, especially women, will shut down their sexual desire when it doesn't feel safe to be expressed. So when you start an intentional self-pleasure practice with the JDEG in particular, it gives you a way to begin to connect more deeply with the body to push out any of the stuck stagnant energies in your body that are keeping your sexual desire shut down and repressed. And it gives you the opportunity to heal that through um, healing jade egg practices by awakening the sexual energy inside of you. So it's no longer shut down and repressed. And when you go through the practices with a jade egg and you start this intentional self-pleasure practice, when you're doing it regularly for a couple of months, you're going to begin to notice a lot more energy in general, not just sexual desire, but energy. 
Now, there's no guarantee, but for most women who start a jade egg practice who don't have a lot of sexual desire, uh, one of the amazing benefits of starting the practice is that they experience more desire or a reclamation of their body or more self-love and acceptance around their body and their sexuality. In a nutshell, that is why both partners need to be taking responsibility for their own pleasure and having their own self-pleasure practice. And this helps to resolve mismatched libido so you guys can both thrive because you're not putting all of the pressure on the lower desire partner and because the lower desire partner is actually doing something to help remove any blocks and obstacles in the way of them experiencing the fullness of their sexuality, of their desire, of their lust and their eroticism. Now, the fourth step to take to thrive despite mismatched sexual desire is to distinguish between intentional sex date nights versus anytime sex or quickie sex or just whatever the normal thing is that you to do. Because when you have a very intentional sex date night versus a anytime or quickie sex experience. It's very, very different. Some partners will really deeply desire to have more of an intentional experience versus just a spontaneous experience. And some partners really want that spontaneous experience versus the, oh, we have to go through all the things and have this intentional thing, right? And a lot of times, if a partner wants the more spontaneous thing, but it has to be like this whole thing that you two have to go through in order to get to sex, it becomes not fun. So if one of you likes to have more intentional sexual experiences where you really make it an exquisite gourmet experience where you're really putting in the effort and the time and the energy, uh, you're setting the home, lighting the candles, pouring the bath with the flower petals, you know, all of the things. And you're really going through this intentional experience. While one of you might really enjoy that, it might not be what the other partner really likes and wants. So to come up with a set amount of times to agree on the amount of intentional sex date nights versus any time or quickie sex to agree on that amount that you can both live with is the fifth and the final step to thriving despite mismatched libido. I keep having a hard time saying that word. <laughs> it's too many M's. Okay. So now that you two are agreeing on the amount of intentional sex versus spontaneous quickie sex and what that means to both of you, uh, I did work with one couple where we really got to def what spontaneous sex meant because it meant two different things to each partner in the couple. So to make sure that you guys are on the same page about what spontaneous or quickie style, fast food style sex sometimes is called versus intentional gourmet type sex, we're going to go through the whole ritual thing to make it a special experience. So let's recap real quick. The five steps to thrive despite mismatched sexual desire is to number one, understand the difference between spontaneous and responsive desire. Number two, to know each other's erotic language. Number three, to both of you to start a intentional self-pleasure practice. Number four, to distinguish between intentional sex date nights versus any time or quickie sex dates. And number five, to agree on what amount of both of those types of sex can you live with and how much you, you expect 
each week or each month, whatever it is for the two of you. So when you can work through all five of those things, it's absolutely possible to resolve libido limbo babes. All right. So this leads me to share with you about the epic sex date night blueprint group program for couples. I've created this amazing new program that has been tried and tested already. So it's not like no one's ever done it before. Now they've done it and my private clients have done it. And it's this amazing opportunity for the both of you to explore uh, different types and flavors of sexuality to improve your communication skills and to deepen your sexual connection. If you haven't checked out the program page and details, I want you to head to the link in the show notes, check them out because we have an early bird pre-sale special that's going on right now through July 3rd. I'm only accepting six couples into this program because I like to keep things small and intimate and on July 3rd, the price uh, will be $1,000 less than it will be on July 4th. The program registration ends on July 14th, and we start the week of July 17th. The program will go, we have 12 group calls that we're going to be doing, along with your 10 sex date nights. Um, And if you get your call booked in your application call booked in by July 3rd and you sign up for the program by July 3rd, you will get the thousand dollar discount. So go check it out. And I'm so excited to help you resolve mismatched libido issues and get you two out of libido limbo. It is so freaking possible. I've seen it happen with many of my couple clients, and I know that we can work through this if you just say yes and take action, but it requires you taking action and investing in this area of your life. Anything that you want to change and transform, you have to make an investment of time, energy, and resources. So I want to inspire you to take that action today while the investment is lower than it will be on July 4th. So (laughs) go check out the link in the show notes and And I will look forward to meeting the two of you on your application call. All right. See you guys next week. Bye.